Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Talking Fear the Walking Dead. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here on this Mother's Day. Uh, we are going to talk about the last two episodes of Fear the Walking Dead last week. Unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to do the uh, show last week, uh, so I'm glad that we are here and ready to uh, chop it up about uh, these these last two episodes. And I'm here with the one and only, the, the captain himself, Captain Olaf Barbosa. How are you doing? I am doing great. It's been a, been a fun week. And, of course, in, in my area right now, of course, in the great state of Indiana, but across the river in Kentucky, it's been Derby Week. So they've had all the uh, Kentucky Derby and all that stuff going on. A lot of uh, a lot of things going on the last couple of weeks, uh, building up to the the great horse race. So the the pretty much Louisville, Louisville comes to a stop almost it's like uh, to to do the uh, Kentucky Derby. It's like and I sit, I've got the best I've got the best seat in the house right here. I just watch it right here. I don't have to worry about parking or crowds or nothing. <laughs> mm, hilarious. All right, so. Uh... Tell me, um, uh, is it something that you uh, that you look forward to? Because I hear that it's it's more than just a notion. I hear it's like the party, you know, the big party there. In other words, I would say Derby. It's like when it comes to the Derby Festival, <clears throat> when mm-hmm. it starts, uh, Thunder Over Louisville uh, is like the last. You know, towards uh, it's it it they have Thunder Over Louisville about two weeks before the Derby, the actual Kentucky Derby, and that's the kickoff. It's uh, I mean, you're talking thirty minutes worth of solid fireworks and a whole afternoon, a whole day of like an air shows and all kinds of stuff going on, and that's the opening ceremonies for uh for the Kentucky Derby, and then you lead up to you've got the Oaks and all the different horse races that go on and it's it's kind of like mardi gras for kentucky uh, it's it's a huge it's a huge deal a huge party i mean so i think for thunder there was they estimated like seven or seven hundred fifty thousand people mm. on yeah that was on between the indiana side and the kentucky side i think between the two sides there was almost they were estimated about seven hundred or seven hundred fifty thousand people watching the air dough and the fireworks and everything. Wow, that's quite a bit. Of folks. But it, I, I, I don't. And there was I used to uh, a few years ago. I used to do uh, crowd control uh, on on the Louisville, on the Kentucky side for uh, Thunder Over Louisville, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was interesting. Of course, I could go about anywhere I wanted to because I had a uniform and a badge. To just walk through, walk through the places that they gave you had, a badge. They stop you. Yeah, they gave, so they gave me a badge. Oh boy! <laughs> it's like badge and hang and handcuffs. <laughs> but uh, so and listen, I haven't done that for a few years, and uh, it was it. It's crazy. I mean, it, when it all gets said and done with. You have all these people trying to get out from the riverfront back to their cars and stuff, and it's just you know just not a solid sea of people. 
Yeah, a wall for of a humanity. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So, so since since I since I quit since I quit working the security, I don't go over there anymore because like when I don't have to be over there. I'm not fighting the crowd. I ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you enjoy though your time that, that you do every year. Uh, like I said, when I did it, yeah, it's like it's been about five or six years since I did uh, since I worked crowd control over there. So uh, it's like when I was doing it, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I don't know. One day I'm gonna have to buckle down and get down there and and uh, you know check out all that stuff. That might be that might be a little fun. Well, if you like horses and it's, if you like horses, I mean it's uh, like I said, there's a lot of things that go on over there. Uh, I I stay on I stay over here as we call it the sunny side. We there's on if for Indiana we sunny side of Louisville. So I usually stay on the sunny side when it comes to. Derby time, unless I have, I don't go over. I don't go over to Louisville unless I have to, because <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, there's a ton of people. Mm, well, one day I'm gonna have to make my way over there and check out everything. I hear that, uh, uh, you know, I hear that it, it is quite the uh, the event, and it's not oh, yeah. what, I, what I would have thought because you know. You know, I, I, I'm not a horse racing guy, so I assume, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not a horse racing guy as far as just going out and having fun, you know, chilling at it. You know, if I'm going to be there, I'm going to be, you know, definitely I'm going to have some money. Right. On it. All right. Well, I mean, over there, it's like in, in uh, about an hour outside of uh, uh, Louisville is uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and that's horse country. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, I, I'm, you know, where I'm at is, oh, right in, it's like right in the midst of horse country. So, it's, uh, around here it's a big deal. Uh, and, and they go all out and it's, uh, it's a, it is a party and a half. Mm. And they, it's like, a, like during the Kentucky Derby, you have a millionaire's row. So, anybody is like, uh, you get, that's where all the, of course, that's where all the rich people go. Oh, so that's and where you hang the, out. Uh, then you 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 could go up to Millionaire's Row, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. They they detect my money and be like, you need you need to get off of Millionaire's Row. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right. So uh, let's uh, let's get into these last two episodes, and we're going to be kind of bouncing out around, and they kind it kind of actually works because these two episodes are are, are kind of like a part one and a part two. So uh, we can treat them as one episode. Uh, and uh, the episodes we're talking about is episode four and episode five, uh, Blood in the Streets, as well as uh, tonight's episode, Captive. And, um, and you know, going back to Blood in the Streets, they did something that is not done quite often on the show, uh, almost never, uh, and that is they went... And they did uh, flashbacks. It kind of felt like I don't know if you ever watched the show Lost. It kind of had a Lostian feel to it with uh, the flashbacks and such. Um, so uh, you know, it, it had the the flashbacks. And I'll be honest with you, uh, the big you know the big reveal in this episode was that Strand is in fact you know a homosexual character, and um, right. you know. I figured they were going this route, 
even though the word that I heard was from uh, Strand himself was that uh, they decide he was straight until this year. They decided to going into season two decided to make him a gay character. And uh, when I looked him up when he first got on the show, the actor who plays him, uh, you know, I saw that he's an openly gay man. So it wasn't surprising to me that they decided to make his character a gay. Now he had a he had a part in deciding kind of where it went. Uh, they they were talking with him, and he said, you know, they thought you know that Abigail could have been like a daughter. You know, that they were playing around with the idea. Of, okay, Abigail might have been his wife, or it could have been a daughter, or something like that. And then they came up with the words the twist of it of where it actually went to. And he was like, going, yeah, I like that idea, so let's do that. So he kind of had a hand in getting it turned to the way the episode went. Well, I mean, he had a hand in this way. They told him what they were going to do, and he signed off on it. He didn't come up with the <laughs> idea, you know. He didn't come up with yeah. the idea at all. But, uh, you know, so, you know, there we go. So, you know, right. it, it's the... He, you know, that's what's going on with his character. Um, uh, so, so. Okay. Well, now, do wait a minute, let me let me ask you. Do you? It's like, of course. Do you think Strand as the the character Strand? Do you think he is 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 gay, full gay, in other words, or is he uh, kind of like you know? Because of the way he kind of manipulates and, uh, and and you know negotiates and stuff, is he kind of playing the part a little bit for Strand to get what he wanted from Abigail? Just kind of a maybe more of a a buy or a situational gay instead of actually being gay as far as Strand. Gay is you talking about? Is do I think that maybe that gay is his hustle? Like he's whoever he needs to be for whatever kind that he's running. Is that what you're right. asking? Right. I, I can see that they're doing, I can see them doing that. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if that's in fact, you know, what you'll find out. You might end up seeing him with a woman at some point. You know, I can definitely see that, but you know, I, it just just because when they were doing the when they were doing the flashbacks and kind of like when he was getting ready to leave, and he said, "I'll be back in two days." Mm-hmm. Just his, just kind of his actions or how he was acting towards uh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Thomas was seemed to be more like, you know, showing that he was, you know, more in love with him than what Strand was in, to him. So that's why I think maybe it may be he's kind of going that route to, you know, get where he wants to go. Right. I mean, I, you can infer that from like he was probably he was playing him, you know. Um, you know, it's funny. Thomas Abigail played by uh, Doug Ray Scott, uh, who Doug Ray Scott is a really good actor. But, you know. He was a little old, really over the top, <laughs> playing the gay dude, <laughs> Thomas. You know, like uh, you know, it was, it was really like I was surprised that so many people were shocked when 
uh, they didn't catch it like right away. Like you know, it was pretty obvious from the bar scene where they yeah. were going with it. Yeah, it's like so, you, you, yeah, that that was pretty clear, especially when he brought it back to the room, and I was like, okay, and that's why I say Thomas seems to be kind of more gay than what Strand is. Right, right, right. So, you know, I, I thought it was pretty funny that so many people that I talked to were saying they didn't realize it until he, you know, basically grabbed hands with him and they were like, oh, like, I mean, it was pretty <laughs> obvious that his character was, but you know, sometimes it's not so obvious for certain people. So, but anyway, right. so that, that's, uh, neither here nor there. So, um, you know, I, we got to really see the backstory that we wanted as far as, you know, now we can see how he would have the Abigail, you know, we got to see, right. you know, that he's someone who capitalizes on economic downturns or, you know, uh, when all hell breaks and loose, that's his, that's was, where he goes, you know. What was the, the slogan they would say when there's blood in the streets, that's when you, that's when you buy property is when, you know, when there's blood in the streets, when there's total chaos, everything's upside down. That's when you go in and say, Hey, let me buy your property. Mm-hmm. So he kind of prays. They they kind of they kind of wait and thrive on, you know, thrive on chaos and and upset and just you know, total devastation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's uh, I think it's very interesting though that uh, that um, that's you know he's a character that now it's the end of the world. So what better time to capitalize on, you know, every the world falling around, you know, falling around him, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, a character I kind of liked that I'm glad that he kind of, well, he kind of, he, he uh, showed up was um, the character, uh, let me make sure I say him right. Uh, I believe it's, is it Jack? No, no, it's not Seth Jack. One. No, no, I'm sorry, not Jack. Um, no, the one that was working with... Uh, the one that was working with... Uh, Talk about Reed? Was his name Reed? No, 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 no. The one that was working with um, uh, Thomas Abigail, the Spanish guy. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Luis. Luis Flores. Yeah, there we go. I'm sorry. Yeah, Luis. Luis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, first of all, that actor is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Very good actor. And um, he... Um, you know he's been in quite a bit of stuff. Uh, he, you know, uh, oh, he's Carlos and Luis. Oh, okay. So I guess he's not. That's not his real name. He's using like a second name. Yeah, he was on the show The Bridge. That's right. That was a great show, by the way. Uh, the Bridge. Yeah, I remember. He was like a, 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 a cartel member or something like that. But um, anyway, so um, so. Uh, I think that I really like his character and uh, so far, the little bit we've seen, you know, because, you know, one thing I like about it is that he's a guy that's just looking out for himself. He can care less about anyone else but him, his own, you know, like, it's not like, you know, in a lot of these shows, it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to care about some guy, some random person that's, you know, (laughs) that has nothing to do with my, my group. 
And I right. like the fact that his character is just like, you know what? I only care about myself. I don't care about, uh, you know, saving anybody's lives. You know, I love those kind of characters because to me, they, it gives the show life. So he just, uh, he just wants to get to Baja Mexico. That's all he's worried that's about. All he care about. <laughs> Everybody else can go to heck. So, uh, so his character, I'm really interested in, you know, where they go, you know, forward with him. Right. Now, now let's go to um, the actual episode, and you know, we've been saying for a while now that. You can't, you know, I, I, I guess we're prison. Let me start off by this. We're prisoners a little bit of The Walking Dead, the, the main show. So we know that you can't trust anybody, right? Right. And we always, right. we got to kind of remember that they're still early into this. So, but they've been around long enough to know, you know, they, they always are trying to help people. And, you know, I when the the bleeding pregnant woman comes up on your board of your ship, you know, I'm sorry. Like you got to keep them at bay. You know, yeah, they, they never should have made it off of the back deck. You mm-hmm. know, they should, you know, he's like, well, should I shoot? Should I shoot? Okay. Fire a shot in the water. I mean, they're coming at your boat, fire a shot in the water. That's your, that's their warning shots. Like well, you got a chance to live or die, you know, Mm-hmm. First one's in the water, next one's in your boat. So, you mm-hmm. know, and just watch them go down. But they never should have come off that back deck, you know, because there's stairs, there's steps to get up, you know, mm-hmm. where that back uh, landing deck was. I mean, they should have never made it up those steps. And for Madison to take her and just take her straight down in the bottom of the boat, I said, really? Seriously? You know, she should have stayed right out there on that deck back here. Okay, yeah, you're hurt. Yeah, we'll give you a little help, maybe. But you're staying right down here on this. You're staying right down by the water where I can kick your ass straight off the boat into the water. Yeah, just the stupidity. Uh, I mean, I understand it's a pregnant woman. And you know what I thought was going to happen? That she was going to have like a a fake pregnant stomach and pop it Mm -hmm. out to find out, oh, they actually used that actual pregnant woman to do this ruse. Right. And and cut her her leg to make it look like, you know, uh, to make it look like she was bleeding, cut her leg. Uh, uh, You know, they could have done something else, you know, cutting, you know, gotten blood. And, you know, now, did you find it funny as the the condition they were in, and there was how they looked and, and their physical condition? They said, oh, we've been adrift for days. Right. You don't look like you've been adrift for days. You look like you just come from somewhere else. Right, right. So that was the little telltale signs that you look at and go, um, nope. <laughs> yeah, they should have figured that one out. Yeah, but um, yeah. So um, they're trying to be they're trying to be sympathetic and like, oh my gosh, it's a pregnant woman, and uh, they're still thinking. Uh, you know, it's like uh, what. Uh, Nicholas, no, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris was like, shoot him. Do I shoot? And like I guess said later on, it's like, when, if you have to ask if you need to shoot, then you know somebody should already. Instead of asking if they, if you need, if you should shoot, somebody should be dead already. Right. And like I said, they they would have never got off the back do- or back deck and up onto the main deck of the boat. You know, just nope. You stay right there. And, you know, 
fire off a shot just to wake everybody up and everybody else up on on the ship. Yeah, you know it was so funny though. Um, now, do you think Strand was escaping so they wouldn't get hold of the ship, or was it totally I'm saving myself f everybody else? Because he took the keys uh, and, and the. Uh, he, yeah, because he took the he took the, he took the key and you know he had the keys for the for the for the, for the boat. I think um, I don't know. It, I'm not sure if he was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. They're going to take the ship uh, and try to get away uh, because they were uh, supposedly they were out. They were away from shore a bit. They weren't mm-hmm. they weren't still close to shore. So they were you know, two or three hours out or away from shore. So for him just to jump in the boat and to start paddling off to say, hey, I'm going to save myself in the middle of the night, uh, you know, I, I, I think it was more to try to get away from him so they couldn't see him possibly, like what you were saying, mm-hmm. is take the key, get away, and they can't take the, sh- they can't take the boat anywhere. Right. And, you know, then the one guy shoots the dinghy Mm-hmm. Uh, like what he, he, it's like you know oh. <laughs> you have to wonder about the mentality of some of these people I understand they're not they, they they have one mindset and you know it's you know to you know retrieve and gather as much stuff as you can and try to get all the supplies you can but like going okay you know I'm sorry you dumbass he, if he's getting away and it's the captain, he's got the key to the boat and you sinking. It, what, what are you thinking? They, they shoot happy. Basically. It's like, you know, you, you don't shoot them when you're trying to you know, just, you know, it just, I don't know. I just, I don't understand them. It's like, sometimes their thinking is like, shoot them. And then, ask uh, later. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shoot first, ask questions later. But I mean, that works in some situations. Keep them getting on the boat. Yeah, shoot first, ask questions later. But the guy that's got the key to the boat, you don't want to sink him in the middle of the ocean with the key to the boat. Then you're just you just lost your boat. Of course, they still had the they still had the Zodiac that was uh, the yacht's boat, and I guess they could have brought another ship over and cleaned that one out or something. But you know, they might have had somebody that could have got it going. But um. You know, it. The like, did did you find that their way of, you know, Travis says, well, I can, you know, they. He said I can get the boat started. Mm-hmm. The the whole thing is like he's holding a gun to Chris's head, and threatening to kill him. You know, when they already told him, he said, "Who's got the key to the boat?" Well, the captain. Right. The guy that it's like the guy that you shot had the key to the boat. And he's going after who's got the key? The captain's got the key, dumbass. I know it it only made sense, right? It's you know, it's like who's just like I I guess the whole thing of you know threatening to kill the you know kill Chris was for somebody to say, well, I can start it or I can hotwire it or whatever something, and it just. Sometimes you gotta think, okay, you're just stupid. I mean, you're just you're just stupid. You're forcing these people. He said it's gonna take an hour. We'll do it in thirty minutes. Well, I can't do it in thirty minutes. It's gonna take me an hour. 
you got to get it done in 30. Well, then you can kiss my ass and do it yourself. Right. If, if you think you can get it done in 30 minutes, go for it. You know, knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed very short-sighted. So, um, all right. So, you know, Connor comes. And here's my thing about Connor. I'm thinking that Connor was going to be, like, maybe a low-key... Uh, um, governor type character like maybe the governor for fear of the walking dead you know or uh-huh. you know you know the the villain of the the series and then when he got there they had all this build up and when he got there he was very underwhelming so i'm thinking maybe that was done on purpose that you know like he's not the the cold-blooded killer you know governor negan type character i think possibly it was done like that to make him more low key, so you'll know that no, this ain't our first real, real villain. This is a lightweight villain right now, because well, uh, I'm hoping that's why they did that. It could be, in other words, he was because when he finally got to the boat and they brought, you know, Madison was sitting there with the blood in her hair and everything. What happened? And the pregnant girl was like, "Oh, well, she hit her head," and he was like, "Well, you couldn't clean him up." It's like, right. what's the matter with you guys? Why couldn't you clean her up? Right. And so he was trying to, I guess, trying to, like you say, trying to show uh, some sympathy and not the hardcore. He's kind of like the puppet master. He doesn't right. actually, he doesn't actually do the, you know, killing and stuff like the governor or Negan mm-hmm. or any of them do. He kind of like, oh, well, that's not right. Okay, well, we'll take you and you, the rest of you, you just stay here. Mm-hmm. So he kind of, he's kind of a low key, like you say, a low key bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that not, he not not like in your face, and you know, you know when he shows up, every, half half of them are going to die when he shows up because mm-hmm. he's going to kill them all. Well, he comes on, takes the ones that he wants, and then leaves Reed. Uh, and the others to take care of the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his but, yeah his brother was more diabolical than he was. Well, as he said, he said he said uh, that uh, his, he as uh, Reed said he said, well, my brother, my brother's the nice one. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, Reed is uh, Jesse McCarthy. Uh, you know, Jesse McCarthy, you know, was a, uh, like a, a school, uh, I mean, a school, what do you call him? A, a teenage heartthrob, you know, uh-huh. back in the day. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, he, uh, I guess now he's, you know, doing that acting and what and whatnot. You know, he, he was, I, I guess now he's finally gotten to a point where he's, uh, you know, tr- trying to show that he's a, He's older now, and he can. That he's he's grown up now. Yeah, he's all grown up. He was, um, <laughs> you know, uh, he he was in this movie called uh, Chernobyl Diaries, which uh, we make fun of it all the time. <laughs> you know, uh, that movie because it's a uh, it's a mess. But uh, yeah, he's been he got. I'm looking at his uh, acting credits. Yeah, uh-huh. he, yeah, he is quite the you know since. Uh, 2000 wow he's been around for a while uh as an actor so yeah but um so 
just wanted to point that out. So, uh, okay, let's talk about a, a Nick a little bit. Okay. And the whole, you know, Nick swimming away. Once again, leaving the group, you know, leaving the group to go on a run. And uh, where, you know, he could have, he could have, um, you know, he could have gotten in. You know, died or whatever. He could have not made it, yeah. Yeah, and I think he feels like, uh, you know, once he had that moment where he was drenched in the blood, and he, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, I've seen death in his face and I laughed. You know, now it's it's almost like he feels like he can get away with anything, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, as, as he swims up, of course, we find out later that he was sent on sent on that mission by strand but you know the that whole camp that he went into the had the thing you know towels or whatever right as said you know save us mm-hmm. and uh and evidently hadn't have been too long that there were people actually there mm-hmm. and um because as he's walking through that campground or that whatever that holding area, there's you know uh, all kinds of tents and campers and fires going, mm-hmm. you know barrel fires going, which you know they were pretty good, uh, a pretty good you know flame coming out of them things. So somebody had to tend them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like how do how do you like the the way he uh, it's like took out, took out that. Uh, have they come up with a name with what they call call them? Are they walkers or are they zombies or what? Are, have they actually given a name to now the ones that are in the water or floaters? But right. the ones on land, have they actually given a name or said what they were yet? No, not yet. Nobody said walkers or biters we'll, or we'll anything like them. that. So we'll just stick to walkers being there. Okay. Uh, you know, that's so what, that's what we grew I, up with. That we grew up with Walker, so how do you like his uh, Walker killing technique? I loved it. I, I liked it. I, I liked the uh, the you know because uh, at first I was like, "What the hell are you doing? You're trapped now!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, I'm like so at first I was like confused. Why would he go into a place where he'd be stuck at? And then uh, it'd been funny though if he just burst through there like nothing. You yeah. know? <laughs> then yeah. he'd and been really in trouble again. There had to be people there not too, not too, you know, not too much, you know, before him, because there's a there was a lantern in that tent that was on, mm-hmm. and those batteries don't last, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. They last, you know, several hours. But you know, it, it had to be, you know, so there had to be people in that compound, you know, fairly recent. Yeah, he's fortunate but, that they didn't. There wasn't a walker in there already. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like, you yeah, know. he unzips it, and there'd be one inside. But now that you got to admit, that was kind of a you know, that was a fairly creative way of of killing killing one of them. He let him start biting on the on the mesh, and he's sitting there like going, uh huh. And then he's like, all right, you know, gauge, and then grabs him by the throat, and then it just kind of looks at him, and goes ah, and then thunk. Mm-hmm. Now, joining us is the one and only Tori Rush. Happy Mother's Day, Tori. Thank you. Hey, Tori. Right. 
Yes, you sound great as well. We're talking about both uh, Blood in the Streets and Captive uh, tonight. Uh, you know, and we're right now we're at the part in Blood in the Streets where uh, Nick killed the Walker in the uh, in the tent. Yeah, so we're you know we're we're giving him uh, po- uh, pointers. We're giving him uh, props for props coming up uh, with that. Uh, and he did it before Rick because Rick was still in the coma at this point. There you go. See. He's See, the OG. <laughs> he definitely is. He definitely is. And, I, you know, I was just saying that, you know, it really seems like when he got away with the blood being drenched on him and he was able to walk amongst the walkers, it's almost like he feels like I, I looked at death in the mouth and, it, you know, it didn't do nothing to me. You know, like he has this new courage, you know, that he can do, you know, just being able to walk amongst them and not nothing happened. Yeah, it's like it's empowered him, you know? So uh, I think that's pretty cool. He's been kicking ass the last few episodes. Yeah. The beach mm-hmm. scene, like the, the, him walking down the road. Like he's in, He's been taking a lot of risks for the group. That's awesome. Yeah. He's really stepped up. Yeah, I really like his character. His character's really evolved. And, um, you know, we're going to be hopping around. And uh, I like the in the episode tonight, when uh, Strand tells his mother Madison that you know I saw him in five minutes, I saw the potential in him, and you've been with him for nineteen years. I love that that scene, and she got a little pissed too. Like, how you you don't know my kid, you know? But uh, <laughs> but I, I got what he was saying though, you know. And it really gave it gave light to why he you know um, reached out to him. You know, was because he you know he's the kind of guy that can look at a man and tell what kind of person they are, you know, mm-hmm. based on, right. you know, being a hustler and, you know, all of the stuff that he's done. So now it makes, it gives that a little, it makes him more, gives him more sense uh, to the reason why he decided that, you know what, I'm going to put my eggs in the, in the Nick basket. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I hope it was. A lot of, mm-hmm. you know, in my group, we do that live episode thread during the, during mm-hmm. the, uh, episode you know right. and, and we chat about it as it's airing you know and, and a lot of people got lost with this the, the latest episode but they really liked the last episode yeah the last episode was very like good last one was good yeah strand being gay was a complete out of nowhere out of the blue like you know people were like oh my god that's so awesome you know <laughs> that's awesome that's funny um, <laughs> you know uh i was saying I, I figured they were going this route because i looked it up and the actor uh, who plays him is a homosexual. Um, his uh, what's his this brother's name? Coleman uh, Domingo, and uh, so I wasn't you know I wasn't surprised they went there. So I was just kind of waiting for it to uh, to pop up on the show, and uh, so but I was I was saying because we talked about that in the open of the show that uh, Doug Ray Scott who played Thomas Abigail, he's a fantastic actor, but his his gay man wasn't very good. <laughs> it was a little over right. the top. <laughs> like it, you laughed more than you, you know. Thought I mean, he's a really good actor, so I'm not throwing shade on him. But uh, watch <laughs> as I'm throwing shade on him. But uh, he was really over the top, and he was, you know, he was uh, 18 times gay. <laughs> he was cartoon gay. <laughs> he, he was like second Saturday Night Live sketch gay. 
So Okay, uh, I'm going to get in the car and hop home, and I'm probably going to cut in and out because I'll be going through cell towers, but I'll be home in like five minutes, so I'll hop back in, okay? All right, what are you, uh, are you doing a, uh, a breaking and entering? Right now, it looks like you just, you just no, broke into someone's No, I'm outside of a bar right now using their Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> so okay. So I would have a solid connection. Oh, I thought maybe <laughs> you had just... Give me five minutes and I'll be home. I thought you, maybe you had just broke into a joint and you robbed it and now you're like, <laughs> I got the loot, y'all. I'm about no. to get back to the crib. It's like, but officer, I needed the Wi-Fi. That's why I'm in here. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. If like, a cop drove by and be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm on a blab. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be home in like five, six minutes. It's right down the street. All right. Okay, we're going to be done with the show in four minutes. So. <laughs> All right, I'll be back in a minute. All right, now. Okay. All right. All right, so. <laughs> All right, be back in a second. Love All you guys. Right, we love you, too, as well. Happy Mother's Day. Hang up. Okay, there we go. (laughs) All right. So, uh, but you know, um, the uh, or let's get back to um, Nick because I I I really I mean I'm really liking Nick's character Uh and um, you know and so and I love that scene with uh, uh, Louise and Nick Uh where he's all like. You know, don't mess up my car. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> right. yeah. It's like don't touch the car. You know, and then you're not getting in there with that stench and getting that all leather seats. Like, uh, okay. I loved it. I loved it because you know I can totally see you know people doing that. You know, and yeah, yeah. I, I, it was it was a good kind of entree into this life. And you know, one thing I liked too was that. You know, we seen him in the, uh, we saw him in the flashbacks, you know, be against Strand and look like his enemy. But then now we see him in present day and you can tell they're totally uh, in bed together. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, uh, air quotes went up. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then when, they, when he first, when Luis uh, first met Strand, it was like he was ready to strangle him. Uh-huh. And now he's got his back. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, all right. So now, Connor comes to the ship. I'm, I'm, I'm hopping around, and he takes, you know, he, he takes Travis because, tra- you know, we're led to believe it's because Travis has some a set of skills that, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, that might help their group. And then uh, Alicia. Um, takes her too because um, Jack. Jack need a girl. Jack need a girlfriend. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and you know what's so funny too is uh, Jack. Like, is Jack a? Uh, is he a a good character? Or I mean, is he a, a good guy that's in a situation where you know he had good to be get- bad? Or is he a bad guy? Like, what do you think? I don't know. It's it's uh, a little. It's like a little tough to tell. In other words, he could be. You know, he was. You know, sympathetic. Kind of. You know, sympathetic towards her. Kind of like here. Let me like uh, when they first got on there and they 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 bound everybody's hands. And when he started to go with her to get the um, uh, the radio. Uh, you know, he's like, going, well, here I can loosen that. And she's like, don't touch me, you know. So 
and he's like, I can take care of you. In other words, I'll try to take care of your family, but I know I can take care of you. So he might be, he may be a good guy and just in a bad situation. And he kept saying that he said, well, I didn't have any choice. And Alicia was like, well, did, was somebody holding a gun to your head? And he didn't really say yes or no, but he kind of had the look on his face like, well, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, because I got a feeling that Connor, it's like if Jack wouldn't, if Jack wasn't doing what he, what Connor needed him to do, mm-hmm. you know, Connor would have him, you know, taken care of. Right. So in a way, uh, metaphorically, he had a gun pointed at his head because if you don't, if you don't produce, you get the boot. Right. You know, it's so funny, too. Just as a side note, and, uh, and we're going to, you know, some people probably be listening to the show and they're like, oh, get back to the episode. Uh, the actor who plays Jack, uh, his name is Daniel uh, Zavato. And uh, he was in a movie that I really, really liked called It Follows. And it Oh, follows. yeah. You seen It Follows? No, not yet. Oh, I've seen I've seen previews and, and of it. It looks really freaky. I really, really enjoyed that movie. And for those who don't know, it follows as a movie where this guy has sex with this woman in the very beginning of the movie, and then tells her that he just gave her uh, a ghost, a sexually transmitted ghost <laughs> that will follow her, and that she needs to have sex with somebody as soon as she can to to give it to. You know, the next person. <laughs> the next person. And it sounds like a comedy, but it it it, it really really wasn't. It was a you know a, a serious movie, and uh, he's the, the the dumbass that she ends up. Well, I'm going to ruin the movie, so it put earmuffs on. <laughs> that she and he ends up sleeping with the the, the, the main girl, and uh, let's just say it didn't go well for him uh, afterwards. So, uh, but yeah, he was in that, and uh, he was also on that show Revenge as well. Uh, for a hot second, so he's a he's a good uh, he's a good young actor. It was good to see mm-hmm. him in this role. It's probably going to be his last uh, episode as well. But um, so uh, um, so I don't know. Is Alicia like? Is Alicia? Does she really have feelings for Jack, or is he? You know, or is she playing? I know it's part of it is she's playing him, right? Yeah. To get a better situation. Yes. But she also gives you the impression that she likes Jack, too. Like, le- legitimately loves Jack. I'm not loves Jack, but likes Jack. Yeah, I, I, well, I think it's, it's uh, there is some like there, because when they were talking on the radio, you know, they kind of started a little bit of a rapport on the when they were talking on the radio, and that's how, you know, Jack knew who Alicia was, <clears throat> uh, is from all the all the conversations they had on the radio. And nobody else knew that Alicia was talking to this to him. So I think there's a little bit of an attraction there. And then when she found out that he pretty much lied about every almost everything that he told her over the radio was a lie, you know, then then she got mad at him. But I still think there's there's a little bit of a there's an attraction there. But the other part of it is she's just playing him to get you know because she wants to stay alive and wants to try to keep her family alive. He can't be that stupid, though. Yeah, he can. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's cute. He can be that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, there's uh, it's like uh, let's see, there's probably not many 
there's not that many dateable girls for, uh, around him. So, you know, one falls in your lap. It's like, hey, <laughs> 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 you believe, believe about what, uh, almost believe whatever she says. Yeah. So uh, our, let's transition to episode, uh, um, well, episode two of, of our talk. Uh, captive now you know of course they kidnap uh both tracy oh no no actually i'm sorry let's stay in blood in the streets uh tracy they uh who am i getting uh, where i'm getting tracy travis travis uh, well sometimes he does act like tracy uh <laughs> but uh they, they kidnap travis and alicia and uh-huh. uh and then at the right time Luis and nick comes in and Luis is able to uh Sniper, <laughs> the bad dude's guy. a killer shot, ain't he? He's sure like they, they, he's out on the, they're out there on the water, bouncing around, and he picks off the, uh, picks both of them off, mm-hmm. while she's looking at him through her scope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I thought was a great scene, and then we, yeah. we also had Chris, you know, he put in some work as well. So uh-huh. now, okay, so now we we go to. Uh, captive and uh, how do you expect uh, you know because we never really got word if were they going to kill them the rest of the people or were they really going to let them go we really we really never got word what their plan was because I mm-hmm. think Reed's plan was that's why they left Reed and those other two uh, they were going to just you know, dump them in the ocean. I, think so too. Uh, I don't know if they were going to kill them or not. They may, they may have not killed them directly, but they, you know, basically walk the plank, you know, kick them off the boat. You know, they kick them off the boat with the uh, hands being tied, you know, they're going to drown. Uh, or, you know, they don't, you know, of course, Matt uh, said, uh, Maddie was like, on, hey, leave us, you know, give us the Zodiac. We'll go back to shore and, you know, we don't like, he said, didn't like that idea. So I think he planned on, he's planning on killing them. I think so too. And was just toying with them for a little bit. Right. And they interrupted their, uh, their murder plan. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, everything, you know, everything happened just perfectly for our group because, you know, they come back at the right time. And right. And, uh, you know, so, and then, you know, they, they were able to go and save Strand. Right. You know, as well. Now, did you happen to catch when they saved, when they go out there to get Strand, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, in the, they're in the Zodiac, and they go out and they get him. Did you notice that the Abigail was not that far away from where Strand was at? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they, I guess they could have, you know, started, you know, started it up and, and, you know, started going in the direction to try to catch him, but it didn't look like Strand was that far away from the Abigail. Right. Well, I, I mean, I assumed that they went back to find him. Yeah, I guess. So I just, that's one of those things that strikes me as funny. He's like, huh, okay. He's not that far away from the Abigail. So I guess, uh, well, I guess that, well, I mean, I guess that is possible. They, they, you know, cause the Abigail was running. Uh, they could have gone looking for him and spotted him, and then instead of pulling that big, pulling the big boat up against it, you know, close to him, go out and get him with the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
you know, what did they think they were going to kill their family and then integrate them into their group? You know, like that was kind of <laughs> short sighted. I can see why you keep Alicia, to be honest. But, uh, right. you know, <laughs> you keep all and the Travis. Well, now it's like all they had to do, I mean, all they had to do was say that they dropped them off, uh, you know, they took them back to shore and, you know, they would never know, you know, Alicia or Travis would never know the difference. You know, or it'd be a long time before they ever found out whether they actually killed them or actually took them back to, uh, took them back to land. Uh, now, if they, if he would have, you know, if they would have, you know, they would have had to have uh, ditched the Zodiac or they could have, no, not necessarily, I guess, guess they said they could have gone back, dropped them off and said, yes, we dropped them off at the on shore and unless they went unless uh, Alicia and Travis went got away and went looking for them they'd never know the difference that's true but I would figure eventually they would find out just because scuttlebutt you know people talking and find out you know but right. I, I, I mean I could see why they would want to keep Travis you know because of skills but I mm-hmm. can understand more so Alicia because she is a woman She's young. She's good looking. Uh-huh. You know, you want to keep all of them <laughs> you <know, Yeah. laughs> around. You know, uh, yeah, you know, you may not want to keep a guy that you killed off his family. You know, <laughs> like, but you know. Yeah, and uh, it's like uh, uh, Salazar. Uh, yeah, you're not going to keep him around because you know he's. Mm-hmm. You can just tell that he's not going to be one to be. That's going to you know, mind, mind his manners for long. He's going to be figuring out a way to, you know, get out of whatever it is. Yeah, Ophelia's already, you know, she's injured. I would have taken her because uh, all of her body wasn't injured. So, you know. Right. Yeah, she should have still taken her. But, I don't know. I would take Madison just because that's his, her mother and, you know, and, you know, I would probably want to separate her from her mom's, but I'm talking about, I'm just thinking like evil, like what an evil person would think. Of course, not me, not Kente would never take anybody. You know? It's like Kente, it's like you, you, it's like Kente, you like me. I said, we take all the women and leave the guys there. Mm-hmm. All the guys. So we don't, behind. it's like, take, it's like take all the women, leave the guys there. We, we're not take, we're not, it's like, we're not going to leave, we're not going to leave a healthy woman out there. <laughs> That's right. That's most certainly right. So, but anyway, so bring them, bring them into the fold. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought it was really cool, and I knew they were gonna work. Uh, I knew they were gonna work. Um, uh, let me make sure I say her name right. Uh, the Alex. Alex. Yes, yes, yes. I knew they were gonna work her back into the story. Uh, you know, because you know they didn't invest all that time into. Right. Uh, you know, doing that flight 42 just so that he can leave uh, Alex out of it. But I now, thought it was really cool. How- did you, did you catch in there where they were talking, like if, if we go back to the blood of the street before when they first, uh, first came on to the Abigail, mm-hmm. when uh, Reed and the rest of them came on to Abigail, you know, when, he's they started mentioning names 
and Alicia was like, I didn't tell them all that. They knew they knew my name, but not the rest of yours. I don't know how they found out. And then when you see Alex walk through the door, of course, we kind of figure I kind of figured that they found Alex, and that's how they knew everybody's name. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like you know, it's like of course when they found they found her. She told them everything they needed to know about the Abigail and the crew and who all was, who, how many was on it and everybody's name and uh, probably the strong ones and the weak ones of the whole bunch. So, mm-hmm. and Alex looked very good too with her hair all out and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like you know, like see, keeping Alex. Yeah, I, I like that. So Alex, uh, she was definitely ready to go. That's funny. Ready to go. I love it. So, uh, I think Nick has been hot lately. Uh, <laughs> I love uh, Tori. Baby Depp. <laughs> yeah, nah, we ain't worried about no Nick. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> so, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, looks apparently. he looks great with blood all over him. <laughs> he did. He looked hot. Yeah, that was the consensus. Oh, That's what everybody was saying. <laughs> Y'all are so what you're saying is that he's that he's hot blooded. Yes. Hot-blooded. <laughs> <laughs> he's hot when he's blooded, so he's yes. hot-blooded. Hot-blooded. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, Rick James is somewhere uh, throwing up right now. <laughs> so, I mean, Rick looked hot whenever he was all bloody, too, so maybe it's just me and I'm weird. I like bloody men. <laughs> Tori, Tori, weird, never. Never. Me, No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, no, but um, so uh, I I really liked the scene that Alex had with Travis in the in the jail cell, and you know, I, mm-hmm. because you know it's like, well, what do you say to her after what happened? It wasn't really his fault, but it was kind of you know, in a way. It wasn't his decision, though. Like, he, he just had to go along with it. So if she would have been angry at him, that would have been misdirected anger, you know? Yeah, but she was. Yeah, and that, that was wrong of her because she shouldn't have blamed him at all. It wasn't her his fault, but really, thing, you know? Was, he, wanted, During... he wanted him to fight for her to, and, and the boy to get on the ship. And he, right. and he copped out by saying, we'll just leave him on the raft. So... Because right. she even said it, you knew it was wrong. I could see it in your eyes, but you went along with it. So, right. what, what, what she was basically saying is, you were the voice of reason in the room. You were the one that knew what was right, and you chose not to do what was right. So I understand well, why she was so angry. At, you know, because you know she she ain't tripping on Strand. Right, but, you know, he was compromising. And the definition of compromise, meaning both parties leave unhappy. Because, really, they're not getting everything that they want, which is the reason that they were, they were, you know, discussing this and making decisions. The compromise, you have to give up certain, you have to give in to certain things and, and work a deal that both parties are okay with, but nobody gets exactly what they want. So he was trying to keep the peace and trying to, you know, he was advocating for her, but he couldn't do that, you know, as he, you know, Strand wasn't going to take him seriously. 
he was down there fixing the ship. He's been a pussy the last few episodes. You know, that's how he sees him, you know? Like, he doesn't see him as a strong man or a leader. So why would you, res- why would you respect his opinion, you know? Yeah, but see, you're giving a lot of thought where if you're in a raft drifting away after, you, you know, they cut you loose, you ain't even looking at that. You looking at the the bare bones nuts of it, so yeah, you know. And so, she blamed. Mm-hmm. She put the whole she put the whole blame on Travis. She he was, was yeah, he was a scapegoat though. Kind of, he had to take he had to take the blame for everybody. But he because right. he was the one there. He but he he understood where she was coming from. You notice he didn't he didn't say it wasn't me, it wasn't my decision. He knew he knew that you know he had made. Basically, when he made the decision, he gave them the compromise. Because remember, the choice was let him on or not. So by giving the compromise, you know what I'm saying? By putting that that option there, it it, it set the stage for her to be double-crossed. Rather than right. if he just fought for them to get on the ship, he wasn't going to push them over the... I don't think he would have pushed them over, <laughs> you know. Nah. So I think what... I think the really thing that really pissed, really set her off and set her sights on Travis was, you know, they gave him water and all that stuff, but, you know, he was it's like, you know, Crispy was burned up, so he's going to need more water than just that five gallon jug. In other words, that would last, you know, a couple of healthy people for uh, several days, but somebody that was, had been burnt as badly as he had would be need more, you know, hydration than, than, a, than a healthy person. Had they not cut that tow line, you know, they could have waved and said, Hey, we need more water. And he might have survived longer and he might have, he might've lasted a little bit longer had they not cut the tow line. Uh, Cause you know, they're out there, they're being towed behind. The so what's the point of him surviving? He's just miserable and he's not going to, he's not going to make it in that kind of situation but, anyway. Well, but that's the point is Alex, Alex committed, had committed, committed to helping him last as long as he possibly could. And she thought that he was, uh, she has some nursing skills or something, you know, she's got some, you know, medical knowledge. She thought that, uh, you know, he could, he'd never be the same, but he he would survive, possibly survive with antibiotics or with some medical attention, he could survive. And since they cut him loose, since they cut the tow rope, they ran out of water, they couldn't do it, she couldn't do anything for him, and she wound up having to strangle him and throw him over the side. So her commitment to, you know, keep, keep him safe or try to keep him safe which was like the last thing that she last commitment that she made was to try to you know try to get uh, crispy there to survive she had to go back on because she actually had to choke him out and then shove him over the side before he turned mm. i love how you call him crispy by the way He's not Alex anymore. He's crispy I, I know now. He was, I know he was crispy because he was burnt up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he I, was fucked up. Like I think that's kind of like a like a an animal that is 
it is like really hurt and injured. Like you don't want that animal to suffer anymore, so you euthanize it, right? right. Yeah, like I think that's kind of kind of the same thing with with him. You know, I, that's how I would view it if I was her. Yeah, but you can't do that with people. In other words, in other words, with why not? Well, there's not laws against every, that. Yeah, not everybody is. Uh... Yes. In other words, when it comes, it's like when it comes, it's like you know, me being the animal lover that I am. And there's, I understand at a certain point when dogs or cats are are sick, at a certain point, it's like there's nothing else that you can do for them. It's they they don't have any quality of life, and the best thing for them is to help them cross the bridge. But you can't do that with humans. Now, well, I think that Dr. Kevorkian kind of had the same idea as I do, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was Yeah, yeah. but, okay. Wait, there you go, there did, you ever th- did you hear what she just said? She says, yeah, me and Dr. Kevorkian, Kevorkian are, they have the same ideas. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just call saying, you. like, call what? me cruel. I just don't think that, like, you know, some... What? He should have been, like, just put me out of my misery. That's okay. what he should have Okay, Tori Kevorkian. He- he should it's like if he wanted to end it he should have just rolled over the side himself and not 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 put that in other words he knew he wasn't gonna get much better he knew he was in a lot of pain yeah he didn't want to drown but in other words to take that pressure off of anybody else around him he could have taken the initiative and just rolled over the side of the raft or something and gone into the water and uh, you know that would have taken that would have ended his suffering and nobody would have had to have metaphorically pulled the trigger on him okay well I think in this world you have to kind of change your mindset of how things really work in society now and how you know because it's really when he bones, it would have been her survival is at risk because of him. No, I agree. She had to share. We she had to share her that. water and her resources to somebody that would have an 80-20 chance of surviving the situation. No, we right. agree, we agree with you. It's just that it, it, it's just that um, they're not far enough into it yet. Yeah, and it's not and it's not that easy. No, that's true. And it's not that easy just to off somebody, you know. It, Unless you're, all Tory, the time. Tory, unless you're Tory Kevorkian. I know, Tory. It's like, I don't think I want to be around her if the apocalypse happens, because if I get a, if I sprain my toe, she's going to take my no, ass No, 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 no. <laughs> no, if it's not a bad injury. Like, let's say, like, you have a broken foot or something. No. I What I'm saying is, is if you are, like, almost dead or have a completely serious injury or illness, you have to consider that. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Miss Kevorkian. TK. <laughs> Everybody, this is TK, y'all. TK. Uh, it's like, so it's, now it's Tor- Torvorkian. Instead of Torvorkian. Torvorkian. The cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's me. You guys yeah. got me now. That's okay. my MO. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's, uh, before we get to the, you know, how everything shook up, one thing that I did ask uh, Olaf, and I want to get your take on it, is that you're a woman, right? Oh, yes. Right, right? Yeah. 
And, I have boobs. Uh, she has boobs. Yes, I believe it. She didn't, she didn't show us, but we believe that they're there. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, the Jack and Alicia relationship, you know, part of it, she, she's obviously playing Jack to a certain degree. But we were also talking about, you know, she really likes Jack. You know, she actually, yeah. even still, so, and what's up with that? Like, he was being a stupid girl and let a mm-hmm. cute guy like overtake her reasoning. I mean, all girls do that at some point. Like, you know, there's always like most girls have that one guy that he's super hot and they're super attracted to him, but and they ignore rational reasoning because of it. They look, you know, they're all googly eyed. Oh my god, you're so cute. Yeah, never mind that I'm. He may be responsible for the death of your family, but right, he's cute. exactly. But he's cute though. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's okay. You can kidnap me. I'll go with you. <laughs> she I, she made a lot of bad decisions in the last couple episodes. That's all I'm gonna say. Man, I'm I'm sitting there like. Hey, you know, she, he maybe the the whole letting him kidnap her wasn't really too much. Maybe she's into bondage. <laughs> And I'm glad to see that she, you know, she's gotten over her boyfriend's death, too. Uh, it, well, how long has it been? Has it been that long since her boyfriend uh, tragically died? Uh, when was that? Uh oh, I think Tori is huh. is uh. Is, Tori's froze. Oh, all right, Tori, just come back in. But yeah, I mean, it, it can't be that long in between uh, when the boyfriend died. As well as uh, come back in, Tori, uh, and uh, you know what, what, when it is now. I mean, I, right? You know, I don't think that she would be, you know, um, sad forever. But you know, she did tragically lose her boyfriend. So. Well, in the in the apocalyptic world, you you move quickly. It's like you you get over you get over lost loves quickly. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yes. Right, so um, <coughs> all right, so um, let's get to the the perfect plan. This plan was so perfect. The uh, the, the the U.S. military couldn't have came up with this. No, that was that was very well thought out on the on the spur of the moment. It's like, hey, you know, never mind. Our prisoner died. We're gonna use mm-hmm. him as a Walker bomb. <laughs> it's like Walker fodder. You know what's, what's so funny too about it is that he's making all this noise. Uh, you know, uh-huh. Reed, Reed was, on, you know, to get him in the boat, on the boat, but he's quiet uh-huh. long enough to help with the rules. <laughs> you notice he didn't make a peep when they were looking him over. <laughs> no, he was making noises. He was kind of yeah, but, but it wasn't they... like before though, where he's like in stereo, like you know, right. making all that noise. <laughs> he, he was quiet long enough so they can, you know. And, and my thing is, what did they think? You know, I can see they should have had somebody up as a sniper, um, just in case. You know, I mean, like, what did they think? You know, how is this gonna work? You know, when they swapped them, then they would have. You know, I guess they did. They did she think they were? He was just gonna. You know, uh, Reed was gonna attack them to you know so successfully. Where she, what did he get? Like three of them? I think he. Yeah, he got no. He got two. He got two of them. He got his brother. He got Connor, and he got the guy to Connor's right, which would have been, yeah, stage right. Mm-hmm. 
no, stage left. Anyway, there, Connor was facing um, uh, Maddie, so got the guy to his right, and the one other guy went running uh, towards Travis, and, and then Travis, Travis got in the fight with one. But she did it the right way, and there was she was like, "Okay, you send, you'll send him over, and I'll send, you'll send send my husband, and I'll send your brother." And then she cut him, cut his hands <laughs> loose, and shoved him straight right. at Connor. Pretty, yeah, that was pretty. Hilarious. And then, and she didn't pull the mask off, you know, didn't pull the hood off of him, mm-hmm. you know, shoved him into Connor, and Connor's like, "Oh yeah, my brother, all right, pull the hood off." And he's like, "Oh shit." Coco in the chat chat room wants to know where did he go during the fight with Travis and you would think that his brother would have uh, asked Reed if he was okay I know yeah he can make like a million mistakes Uh, yeah because all of a sudden it did seem like like, uh, um, Reed like disappeared you know during the fight but great move though the headbutt move well yeah I love that Travis Travis know how to fight. You know, he had, he had Yeah, he got he got in that he got in that punch again. He got that right hook going. He did. No, Reed he was uh, it's like yeah, Reed was when when they did the exchange, Travis was a little farther across the way and then she sent Reed to, uh, to her brother and when he hit when Reed hit his brother, he kind of knocked the guy to Reed's or Connor's right a little bit and then when he pulled the hood off and <laughs> Reed attacked Connor the other guy to Connor's right was trying to pull Reed off of him so Reed had two of them tied up and that third guy was the one that was fighting with Travis right right and yeah they, it was a good little battle there mm-hmm. so, uh, and it was like the the guy wound up on wound up on top of Travis and then uh, Madison you know, kicked him and knocked him over. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Travis got on him. Added, yeah, afterwards. Too, yeah. Yeah. Then after when, so then I don't know what happened. Yeah, like I said, then, then, yeah. then Connor and Reed and that other guy just kind of, we don't know where, I don't know where they went to. Because when they showed, uh, when they showed like a high shot and uh, Maddie and uh, Travis were going for the boat, you could kind of see the other two down there, but you didn't see Reed, Reed and Connor and them. I don't know what happened to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor turned out to be a weak villain um, on the show. He wasn't definitely not in the class of a, a governor or anybody like that. Uh, couldn't even couldn't even fight off his own brother. I <laughs> know his own Walker brother. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, I was hoping that maybe he, he was going to turn out to be like a you know a really big you know, villain on the show, but it really didn't happen that way. So, I mean, maybe they're saving it for later, because you know they got to have a human villain, you know, right. eventually, so... so we'll maybe see. it'll turn out to be Jack. It could be, huh? Because, uh, no, you know, he's no, he's no. a jilted lover now, or yeah. not, not, he's a, not, he never got, he never made it that far, it's like, a, not a jilted lover, but a jilted boyfriend. You know what? It's one thing to lose a woman uh, right now, but to lose a woman after the zombie apocalypse is <laughs> even worse, because it ain't like you can just, uh, <laughs> you know, find, uh, you know, women like or men, if, if you know, if you will. 
I think things will morph when they go south. Yes, I think so too. I think when they when they get up to uh, Baja or wherever, yeah, it's gonna get really crazy. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's Baja Mexico. That's what Luis says. Baja. Yeah. Bob, he said, I, "Yeah, I thought the pregnant lady would go into the labor, go into labor after this couple. I'm surprised that she didn't stab her. You know what? I thought she was gonna do while they were fighting. I thought she was gonna knee her in the stomach. You know, and then you know, I was like, oh, you know what? Real talk. Yeah, I would have too. <laughs> I would have. I would have too. I'm like, hey, you know, yeah, the baby might be dead anyway. It might try to gum her from the inside. Yeah." Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I was like, oh, man. I, you know, but it, it worked out where she just got thrown to the floor. But, but yeah, when she took that steak, look, when she took my steak, we would have fought then. <laughs> she wouldn't. She wouldn't. As soon as she, she, as, she, as soon as she turned and started to walk away from me, with uh, walk away with my steak, uh-uh, it's on. It's my steak. You're not taking it. It's mine. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. She wouldn't have gotten my steak. And, uh, yeah, so, but she kind of let she wouldn't away have, with it. She wouldn't have got that first bite of that steak. I'd be, what the, I'd be like, what the hell do you think you're doing? It's like, <coughs> give me that back. You know what, though? Yeah. There was really no reason to leave. Once Connor was taken out and most of the men were taken out. Right. I'd have been like, wait a minute, why are we leaving? Let me go get some of them steaks. <laughs> I'd have went in there, yeah. Oh, they still had three people. I man, you know what? We would have rushed the dock, and I would have <clears> cleared <throat> those people out, and I'd have got me the rest of them steaks because you know there was more. So yeah. You know. Well, he said he had a, he had he had. Did he say he said he kept a couple? He kept a couple uh, saved back in the freezer or something like that. So. Right, yeah. Man, we would have cleared that place out. We would have got all kind of stuff. Because, you know, if you have things in a post-apocalyptic time, you can barter. Mm-hmm. So what can you get for some steak? You know what I mean? You can get, you know. Probably a lot. Probably yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I know I would take a lot for some steak, uh, you know. Be, it's like be my luck. It's like I'd have I'd have steak and and it's like and and you know try to barter with some people and they turn out to be vegetarians. I know, right? Right. <laughs> I'd be like, here's some. Uh, We're a vegan clan. I don't know what you're gonna try to barter with these. Steaks. I'd be like, y'all motherfuckers, here's some asparagus. Let's make a deal. <laughs> uh, asparagus. Yeah, oh, there were 15 men. Okay. All right, so. I got some tofu yeah. burgers. You want that? It, it, it's like 15, isn't it fifteen men on a dead man's ship. Okay, all right. If there was yo ho ho, what a bottle of rum? <laughs> if it's fifteen <laughs> men, yo ho ho. If you count Jack and then the four others, that means there were ten left. Okay, yeah. In that case, then maybe I guess them steaks ain't worth it. But I sure would have been thinking about. You know, if it was Rick though, Rick would have been like. We Dude, you just fry, fry up them steaks and start pitching them out. Them <laughs> men are going to run out of them damn steaks. They can hey, just t- pick, them off, pick them off as, like, let uh, Luis pick them off as they run towards that steak. Look, if, if the Ricks group, if they found out there was a, a, a ship with some steaks on it, <laughs> they would have gone to the M16s yeah. and raged war. They would have rushed that place, man. They would have. He'd have been like, "We got to do it. We got to band together and <laughs> get them steaks." 
get them steaks. Carol, it's, you know, Carol. It's in order for our survival. <laughs> right. Carol would have been on, on point with that and everything. So the stake the stakes were high in this round. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. So oh, that was a good one. So poor Reed. I mean, so I'm sorry, poor Jack. When uh, um, when Jack, uh, I see what he did there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, poor Jack. When he saw his uh, lady uh, sliding off the the building, he's like, "You're gonna really go back home to your pa- family that loves you." You're not going to go with the guy that set you up? Like, really, dude? Like, are you that dense? He actually said that. You're going to really go back to your family who loves you, that yeah. came back and fought to get you back? You're not going to be with the guy that turned, you know, that set you up? What's wrong with you? Like, what the like hell? set you up and Don't you love me? Right. I've been like, what the what kind of psycho are you? You know, no, she's she's not a weak link because she went back to her family. He's the weak weak well, link. Thinking she look, she did have Google eyes for the guy that set her up. At least she wasn't stupid. She looked like she was thinking about it. Like that's yeah, what she about it. absolutely. She really was, and you have to wonder, like, really, girl, yeah, are like, you really gonna go? Because right. <laughs> she's right. Coco's right. Like, what more do you need to know that the guy is not good for you? I mean, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, she was. She thought about it for a minute. And then when she got, remember when she got on the boat, she kind of looked up like, am I doing the right decision? I'm like, woman. <laughs> I thought, I, I honestly thought, like, when I was watching it, that she was going to tell him to jump, too. Right. Yeah. Because she, remember, she covered for him. She covered for him a little bit because when, when when they met with Travis, he's like, he don't want to be here just like us, like you know, like right. like she was setting the stage for his possible joining the group. At first, I thought she was playing along to ensure her safety. Yeah, I thought so too. But I have to question. She seemed like she was content with hooking up with Jack, and we were. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that you know she didn't. Then she just lose her a boyfriend, one boyfriend, but not that long ago. So uh, the brother in the beginning. Uh, so uh, it can't be that. That far apart, so I don't, I honestly don't remember that. Yeah, Thoughtful. it was like I should the, remember that. Remember, <laughs> the, she kept trying to go over to get him some chicken soup or whatever, and you know. He oh was, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think she kind of um, takes after Beth, like Beth's character. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to compare her to somebody, like. You know, Beth had lost like three boyfriends, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like lose one. It's like, oh, time to get another. Oh, oh, lost that one. Oh, time to get hey, another. Hey, Coco's in the house. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, Coco. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, so would you have uh, went with your family that loves you, that came back and saved you, or would you went with the crazy guy that set your ass up? Safety in numbers. I mean, <laughs> of course, be with your family. It's like, but they, she had a better deal already on the boat. That. Mm-hmm. I mean, on shore, they're, they're sitting ducks to anybody that would have came up either by boat or by land. Mm-hmm. At least out in a boat, you're only dealing with those out in the water, and you have sonars he's coming up on you. That's true. Did anybody have to catch what it was that she took out of the Jack's back I pocket? thought it was a pocket knife. Is that what it was? That's what I thought it was. I thought it was some. It was maybe. some sort of weapon, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I think it was like a, a knife or like something like small like that, maybe. Dude's yeah. got a 
dead ass because I would have known if somebody, if I had a knife in my back pocket and somebody took it, I don't know if it was missing. Right. Well, you know, you know what it was is that he, he wasn't thinking about his butt. He was thinking about it, you know. <laughs> so, I guess that's why he was, he had, he was searching Google eyes with a uh, old girl, man. He, he thought he had found his one true thing. Am I all dark? That's weird. Yeah, so okay. going to the dark there side. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? So, Use the force. <laughs> Use the force. So, <laughs> so what's going to happen in Baja? Is it? Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think? Uh, I mean, we know it's going to be some drama because it's you know a TV show. But uh, you know, do you think that uh, Luis and um, Strand is going to turn on him, or do you think the situation is going to turn on him? What do you guys think? Well, I'm definitely. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, what I was going to say, in other words, Baja is going to be an interesting. In other words, for them to actually get to Baja is going to be interesting because Luis keeps saying, "We only have enough money for two. two people, and yeah. Strand is saying, "I, it's everything's in a negotiation. I'll get it worked out." And Luis is like, "You're going to get us killed. Is what you're going to do. You're going to get us killed." So uh, okay, what I don't know is exactly where are they going to? Are they going to a compound or some sort? Are they trying to ask for passage across a certain area, or what are they yeah, asking for? Yeah, well, there's a certain there's a, I guess they've got a border set up or something like that, and the, to get into Mexico, and there's a certain place where you have to go through at. In other words, I guess where the military, because you had the you know I mean you see the one helicopter fly over. Uh, there is some sort of a military or something that is holding a line that won't let you cross. So there is, uh, I can't, they said, said the name of where they were going to cross at, but it's to cross into Mexico. You have to go to this one spot. And I guess if you got the money, you can get through. If you don't have the money, you're not going to get through. And if you try to. it's, It's Mexico. They have a boat. They can just. Continue to float down <laughs> in that direction. Yeah, but well, military is patrolling though. In other words, oh. if, you go, if you if you try to get past this one area, uh, in other words, wherever they're to try to get into Baja, uh, potentially the it's like what, what do they call? I can't think what the name they've got. They have to go through the. I know it's not Peninsula. It's something like that. It's a P word or something mm-hmm. starts with a P that they have to go through to get to Baja. And uh, like I said, you—it's already set up with somebody there for two people, not five or six, just two people. And they've only got money for two people, which would have been Louisa and uh, Strand. Louisa, Louis, <laughs> Louis, yeah, Louis, and I'm sorry, Louis and Strand. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, now, now got, I'm not so confused because like me and all my like my group members and stuff, we were kind of confused about that. Like, why were they going to go in to fight? And, like, why did... We missed the whole, like, okay, the money is for strand. So, okay. Luis, Luis, when he first... It's like when... <clears throat> it's like when... Uh, uh, oh, Nick first went up to uh, Luis's house <clears throat> and, you know, he was like one. And they were... Came down... And they got out of the car, was getting ready to go jump in the Zodiac. He said something about, he's, I said, I've only got money for two people. Do you have more money? And and uh, Nick was like, well, Strand said he'd get us through. And 
Luis was like, you know, well, it's like Victor is just doesn't think. You know, he's he's impulsive. So Strand thinks he can get everybody worked through, <clears throat> which would be that would be Luis and Strand, uh, Maddie, uh, Nick, Chris, uh, Salazar, and uh, Ophelia. What six people? He thinks he can get six people worked through <laughs> for the same price of two. Yeah. Some, can I just, somehow. I, 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 don't think it's, I think he's going to add more to it to include the other um, four people or, or five people. I think he might trade what, what guns they have. And I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea of Strand doing some type of human trafficking to get across the border either. Right. Yeah. See, now, according to what's been what I've kind of gathered or picked up from what they've said about uh, what's in Baja. Once they get to Baja, they've got supplies, they've got guns, they've got everything. So, I mean, to get past, uh, to get past the, um, or the border guard or whatever it is, uh, you know, they can barter everything, you know, a lot of stuff they've got on the ship, guns, you know, weapons and supplies and everything, because all they have to do is have enough to get into Baja, and according to what's been said, they've got, you know, a plethora of stuff there to, you know, last for a long time. They'll be they'll be set once they get into that compound. Right. Until that, until that place goes to shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. And what good is money when people anyway? die, when people die behind bars? You, you know, you're dealing with a whole new set of problems. And then right. what good is money anyway? Though I mean, you can have a hundred million dollars; it don't matter now at this point. Right, currency doesn't mean yeah. anything. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't see where money's any good. Right. Quit. I don't know, like if you guys. I'm kind of like off topic a little bit but I don't know if you guys mentioned this but that pregnant chick is a bitch <laughs> like, she's a complete bitch and it's I can't even blame that shit on hormones you know what I mean like well, you know, you, I would have punched her in the face I, I, think, I think it's just the mentality of the group that you're in once she's pregnant she's she's not feeling the baby anymore baby's probably dead that's her only um, group that's going to take her in because babies are <laughs> are a uh, uh, um, a liability in in that type of environment. That's true. Very true. We learned that with Judith. Right. You know, you yeah, know she's a, a liability. And so, for someone to even take her in, um, she's going to go above and beyond to prove her value and worth to that group. And so, she's knocking around folks and trying to be intimidating. I see why she's doing. It. I can't even blame her for it. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I guess I can see that. How did you guys think that this group, whenever you know, before shit hit the fan, like they were privileged, like rich kids, and they have this whole mentality that they're better than everybody else because they had money and they had, you know, they were no, privileged. I I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm no, no, it's okay. Uh, I'm think I'm thinking they're in straight survival mode. I think they're no different than Strand. Now right. I think Strand is privileged in a sense where he. Uh, went above and beyond to get where he where he is currently as far as, you know, stealing line and everything else. But I think they're in survival mode just like any other group that's in the walking dead. They're in survival mode. 
Okay. I just, I kind of just got this whole, like, snooty, like, prep school vibe from the Cotter, the leader, right? That's his name. Like, he just seemed like he was kind of a snob. I think he might have been, like, maybe a chef or, you know, he likes to cook he in was... his spare time. I was like, look how you do I don't even like steak, but I was like, I might even, <laughs> even, I wouldn't mind trying it because I saw the little sauce she was cooking up with some garlic and well... the parsley and the sauce. Oh, that was right? I. He was. I believe he was the. He was the cook on that particular tuna boat. He was. I well, think cooking was like actually, that though. Cooking like yeah. that though. Oh yeah, it's like really? there was, Oh yeah, it's like you. You get. Well, I mean, you've. You got to think. You <clears throat> these the the fishermen. The, the it's like the tuna fishers and it's like and the month them. They feed them boys pretty good because yeah, do. if, if they don't, and all that, yeah. yeah, they feed them good and you know, deep, I mean, uh, you're you're not getting beans and cornbread stuff out there. They feed them well because they're out there. It's like you you work your you work your butt off on one of them boats and, and risk a lot too because you yeah. know there's a lot of risk in that kind of job. Well, also too, right. I, I want to go back to the pregnant lady and you said that she was you know such a bitch or whatever. And, <laughs> she was though. Like she's not nice. You know, you know at all. I think. Like, you know what I think uh, her character was was a shout out to all the mothers for Mother's Day by, ah! <laughs> by having, <laughs> having okay touche having her get thrown to the ground and all that. I think that was their little wink to the mothers out there. Uh, those assholes. We're taking a lick and they keep on taking. Right. I would be. I guess I would be pissed off too if I was pregnant and shit hit the fan and everything went to shit. Because you're like, oh, you know, you when you got pregnant, it was a probably a happy ordeal, and now it's like, oh shit. I hope it was happy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. She, she probably she probably a bit of a, a bit snur- snarky and stuff like that because she can't get her prenatal vitamins. Yeah, right. No, hey, that doesn't change your mood. It just helps your hair grow. <laughs> yeah. Make sure the baby gets the nutrients and stuff, or you get your nutrients. Babies want to get their nutrients. High protein, carb mm-hmm. diets are. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to call her a bitch because I mean she's trying to survive in that environment, and so everybody's acting like that except for who's the guy that found the the dumb chick? Um, Jack. I mean, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Um. He everybody was acting like a jerk except for him for the most yeah, part. He was yeah. he was being kind of like uh, he was doing it with kid gloves. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it's Tori's prejudice against uh, pregnant chicks. That's all. I no, I'm not. <laughs> Come on, what, what she's, happened? She's, she's going to the dark side again. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Sometimes the camera is like picking up weird angles. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, I mean, like you know, since I've been in my mid twenties. There's always at least two or three of my friends that are pregnant at any given time. So, like, you know, I have to deal with pregnant chicks a lot. And, you know, mm. well, we, do get, we do get moody and bitchy and hormonal. So I'm not going to, you know, I was that way when I was pregnant. I'm not, but well, I was not mean. Yeah, you got to be uncomfortable all the time. At least like when you get yeah. by the end of your second semester, you're uncomfortable all the time. I but I was never that. like I was never mean like vindictive or like Why can't I never pushing someone in a in a in a cabinet or whatever <laughs> in a locker. Right, like, I, never, <laughs> I see that, but I was never it's like cruel. It's, you you that's yeah Tavorki in there. It's like somebody <laughs> but there's a, a difference between you know risking your own survival over being hormonal. Now, let, let, let me ask, okay. let me ask a quick question. 
was were you guys uh, any any disappointed that Connor wasn't a, a better villain or you know like I mean he has a lot to live up to with the other villains on the they on the they looked at the development um mm-hmm. I would I would have liked to see this scenario play out maybe two or three episodes mm-hmm. to get more development this was just like a one shot deal mm-hmm. and that was disappointing. It was. It seemed like they I mean, built him. Like when you build up a character, like when Connor gets here, you know, like when you do that, and then when he gets there, and you're just like, you know, like it's not, it's a thud. It kind of, they kind of, I thought they kind of ruined it. If they didn't make a, such a build up about Connor, then you know, because the actor who was playing was a good actor, but I, I wouldn't see him as, <laughs> I wouldn't see him as a, a, a villain, real villainous type character. I think they they did a bad job casting him mm-hmm. because he just seems so unassuming and, and like you know the boy next door like they should have made him like, a little meaner looking like who was yeah, like, he yeah who would follow that guy I, right. I feel like he didn't he as a leader he didn't really tie up connect any any dots you go out there his head is covered nothing like hey reed are you okay let me let me see you nothing <laughs> right he didn't and i'm thinking as a leader that would have that action point would have been crossed off the list you know mm. well yeah she i did mean just yeah. take, she did just take and shove him shove reed at him yeah, but about when it, it, when it came time for the exchange, she just kind of like you know. Yeah, she cut him loose and he went and, for it. And 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 then shoved him. So. But, but you know the point where they were they were they were apart, and he was like, right. "I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to give you the girl until I know that my brother is okay." Right. At no point right. in time did he say, "Hey, Reed, are you okay?" Right. That's true. Sure. Right, she had time to cut off his um his binder, mm-hmm. and then shove them at him. I'm just like, but you're a leader. That's mm-hmm. that's a novice mistake. You know, you know also, that's right. a private mistake. You know. <laughs> also, too, I got to give uh, Reed a lot of credit because as a walker, he was a very well behaved uh, <laughs> person. In that, I mean, he's just, he just, he just sitting there in the dinghy. He's just sitting there all patiently, and and then when they needed him to be quiet. You know, he doesn't make a peep, really, until, like, the very end. And then when she takes off the mask, then he goes into bite mode. I thought he was he was very well but behaved. See, <laughs> but see, you know what? Um, on The Walking Dead, what I've noticed is, okay, if their arms are gone and their lower jaw is gone, right. they're docile. Okay, so it could be because his hands were tied behind his back and he couldn't see. Maybe it was that same effect. Oh, that's interesting. So that he uh, yeah. could be, yeah. I, you know, that's pretty good. That uh, maybe but you know, I do what I can, baby. You know, I do what I can. <laughs> yeah. maybe, he, maybe it was because he was like a bird, and if you put like a hood over a bird, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, anybody, yeah, anybody, yeah. You can't see what's going on. You you can't be stimulated uh, visually by what you're seeing, and his hands are tied behind his back, and so he can't grab. So it's like he would have that same effect as. He will if Michelle was there and cut off the arms, cut off the bottom jaw. Your you are deterrent from any other. It's calling BS like a mug. And when I saw, <laughs> <laughs> of course you were because you love calling BS. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing. You know, I guess this is one of, in this case with uh, Reed, I guess it's a good thing that 
uh, Chris is not a very good shot because if he had actually shot him in the head like he should, they wouldn't yeah. have been able to use Reed to do the exchange. Right. Now, I'm, I'm glad you brought right. that up because that was something I was saying. All right, so it worked out. So I guess um, it's a good thing Chris is a bad shot. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause now, I, I, I may have missed a part. What? What? No, I was going to say that. I, I'm glad that you brought that up, Olaf, because that was the last thing I wanted to say before we, you know, said our goodbyes was, you know, did Chris, you know, did Chris, in fact, did he die like he said he was? and um, Or did Chris just execute him? Because remember, Chris was was sitting there feeling guilty and so what uh, what's the head shake uh oh coco coco no he, it's Blondie. like he didn't he, he, oh. it's, what happened it's like he he uh no we can't hear you now okay do i need to reload no no you're good you're good now i'm good right you guys no, can hear me i can hear you but you're hear- on audio only so you want to Okay, let me refresh real quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm, no problem. You know how my internet is. Yeah. No, it's like he didn't. Reed didn't. wasn't about to die. In other words, it's like Chris just executed him because he'd been. Or my thought is, you know, he got. He just he went ahead and executed him because uh, because uh, Reed had been trying to get into Chris's head and he finally had enough of it and just shot him in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, re- the reason why I don't think um, he was in the process of turning because uh, it, it wasn't an actual kill shot. If he, right. yeah, if, if he was actually turning, it would still have been evident that he was um, a walker. And since it took him, t- it took him time for him to actually change. I think he was lying. I think that was also the best makeup on the mm-hmm. show so far. Like yeah. you know, with the Walking Dead, we see amazing makeup, but they we haven't really seen a really awesome looking Walker yet on Fear. I know it's what, still early too. So yeah, because you know, what, what's the time frame so far? Is it two weeks so far? The time frame? Um, Maybe. Three weeks, or you know, it's going on probably about a month now. Probably, I would say. I think a month is too 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 far ahead. I don't think it's that. I think it's two to three weeks. Two, two weeks, three weeks at the most. Well, you know, I like the crab crabby Walker. That was pretty good. Mm. That was pretty. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. (laughs) I I think I missed that. What happened with the crabby Walker? Yeah, they they killed Mister Crab. They went on the beach and they were trying to like gather yeah. stuff from the uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yes, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nick fell in that hole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was pretty it's good. Like they, it's like they they, they killed and Mr. I guess Crab. the Walker last episode. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you guys I guess the Walker last episode, Nick Walker. Now, let me ask you a quick question. Do we, is that the last that we're going to see Alex? No, mm-hmm. no. I, I knew we were going to see Alex again when they cut that rope. I was like, "Yeah, we're going to see her again." I didn't expect it to be in this in this fashion, um, and the fact that she was found and she gave information about the ship, she didn't know where they were going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of made a big deal about her too. Whenever they did the webisodes or the the little 
the little uh, flight 264 or whatever it was, like they kind of pumped her up to be a good character. So I don't think she's going anywhere, but she's not going to be a part of the group. And she no, I never did see the flight, but I'm sorry. I keep cutting people off. I'm sorry. Um, um, uh, I forgot my question. Go ahead. I mean, like, you know, because they, they kind of was, she was on the talking dead and like, they're, you know, treating her like she's not going anywhere, I guess would be the best way to put it. And, um, now, I don't understand. Well, Dead again. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I don't understand why she was so upset with Travis when he was trying to help her. It was Strand that cut the rope. You know, we, we talked about this uh, in the beginning of the show. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And, no, 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 no. Um, the, the What I came up with was that the choices was either let her go or get her on the ship, right? And, right. And there was, you know, two camps. And by him giving that third option, it it sealed her fate. So I think she, because he, because she made a point to say, I looked in your eyes and you knew what you were doing was wrong, and you still did it. And so what I'm saying is that the reason why she put more blame in him was, be, you know, she expected Strand to do what he did because that's the camp he was. By putting that third option out there. She knew at that moment when they came up with that third option, it was a way that, you know, that he was going to get what he wanted, you know, anyway. So he blamed, she blamed him more than um, Strand because, you know, Strand was going to have to either let her on or just get rid of her. And the the tide seemed like it was turning towards her favor of coming on. By giving that third option, it really sealed her fate, basically. Mm. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a good way to put it. Yeah. Eloquent. <laughs> Eloquently said. You know, but I'd, I'd be pissed at the brother, too, though. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so so that that's how that'd be. But, you know, um, I'm really interested to see how she's going to integrate into the group. And, uh, you know, I, I really, you know, the, the flight uh, 462 was really good. You can go on YouTube, and they have all of them put together. And it's like... Only 11 minutes. Oh, really? Long. Yeah, and it's very high quality. Mm-hmm. It's very high quality. Yeah. Do you think that, like, uh, she might, like, escape with Travis and join their group that way? Like, you know, Alicia's been reunited with them. Do you think that maybe she'll jump over and take a big swan dive into the ocean and escape with them, you know? Maybe maybe that's how they're going to do it. It's like, no, she'll be back in in some other capacity, but I don't think she'll wind up joining Strand's group because she already knows Strand is not going to let her on that boat. Yeah, I think a lot of his decision-making on the, on the trip has been, well, how many people can I really get into this place, you know? And he had a he had a way. Well, what are their what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? Are they are they worth keeping? You know, are they going to be are they going to be an asset to the group once we get there? Or are they gonna are they they're not good enough? They're not strong enough? You know. And also, too, one thing is definitely not going to get on the ship is extra women. Because we know that Strand <laughs> ain't down with that. So, <laughs> so see, like me, Strand, Strand if, I'm the the, if I'm the captain of the ship, you know, I'm like, yeah, come on, girl. You know, but uh, Brother Strand. I, ca- I kind of uh, think that uh, Madison was pretty pretty awesome in the last episode. You know, she really showed her strength, and she showed that she's smart, and she shows that she doesn't back down from people. And I think that 
shows a new side of her that we didn't see before, you know? She's shown that in the last episode, not to, like tonight's episode, then the last couple of episodes this season. She's shown that she doesn't back down because Strand was, uh, Luis was saying, uh, you going to listen to her or whatever? And, and Strand says she does what she wants to do. You know, yeah. he, already, he already knew that. So that wasn't just established in t uh, tonight's episode. That's been established over about the last three or, or this season's episodes. That's she, true. She, she yeah. established that. She established that way before. Uh, she established that she was a strong, strong woman or a strong person, strong person, strong woman, and somebody to be dealt with and proved that she was stronger or showed uh, signs of being stronger than Travis has since the whole thing started. Yeah, I don't like She's that, been, though. I don't like that Travis is is weak, though. He's like... Yes. Oh, come oh, on, nut up or shut up, buddy. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, his his occasional blow-ups and... His woman you know, he's got a, he's got a hell of a right hook, when he, but he gets mad and starts beating on somebody, but the rest of the time, he's just a wuss. He kind of backs down in Madison a lot, too. Like, you can see that when they, you know, went before shit at the van. She probably wore the pants in the in the marriage and ran shit. No, you know, like... Ain't no, ain't no probably. You definitely you know she did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't... That's one thing that's disappointing about his character is that he is kind of Pollyannish and weak. And uh, the only... He's like... You know, the only way that he really is like when he really absolutely have to, then he gets, you know, he gets real. So I don't I don't like that. I, I want him to be, you know, a lot stronger character. So comparing him to the, you know, we've been comparing him to Rick and maybe that's not who we should have been comparing him to at but, all. Maybe you know what, maybe he's more like Daryl. Well, huh? well, you know, I'll say this. Uh. Rick, in the beginning, because Rick became the crazy killer later, you know. That's he wasn't true. that in the beginning. But Rick was never no chump, though. He was never a chump. Well, he may have been about his woman a little bit. But, uh, you know. Scoot, that's my kid. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, but other than that, though, he was always a hero, you know, from the very beginning. And uh, so, I don't know, you know, I guess... But also, he was put in the position of being leader, too. Like, everybody just kind of, like, looked to him to make the final decisions and, and executive decisions, like, automatically, you know? Yeah. And we were kind of given the, the sense, like, when the show started that Travis was supposed to be that kind of character, and he's not turning out to be that kind of character at all. I think they purposely made him an anti-Rick. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, Rick is, you know, who he is, and we want to separate him from, from uh, Travis. But, you know, you know, I, I tell you, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm an ass, an asshole, but that, that part where uh, Alicia was like, you know, we're going to come back for you, and he was like, no, hey, if you get a chance, just leave. I wouldn't have said that shit. <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, come back. <laughs> Shoot, I would have been like, uh, you better well, see, come back to daddy. That, that's where they, they're trying to give him a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, you know, strength or whatever. Saying, you know, trying to be 
the bigger person. Yeah, don't worry about me. Worry about yourself. Yeah. Get out of here. If you get a chance to get out, go. I sure wouldn't have said that shit. I'd have been like, what time y'all going to get this door open? Knock the lock off now. I'll get out myself. Just you know, open the door. Like, Let me out of here. Like, Do you think Jack really doesn't want to be in this kind of looking for a way to leave? without you know without causing too much of a kerfuffle like he's you know like he doesn't really want to be there at all he, he kind of is forced there and he's kind of being like i'm not like them they're not my people the reason, you know the reason why i don't think that is because he didn't ask to go with her but even still they wouldn't have let him back anyway right yeah and mm. I, I think look when he saw her and when he was talking to her on the little chat line you know, I think <laughs> used to call me on my cell phone. There you go. <laughs> I, I think I, I think that, uh, that awesome. he got excited because she's you know, you know, one of the few uh, ladies left. And when he saw her, he was like, "Oh yeah," and you know, he got her to come with the group and all of that stuff. So I think basically he was thinking, you know, downstairs instead of upstairs. So. Uh, uh, I think that's what it mainly was. But the, the look in his eyes when she was leaving with her family was priceless. Like, he, <laughs> you know, like, he, he thought he was going to talk her in this thing. And that was so funny. Yep. Then again, you think- he, he really did have that, like, uh, he really did have that confidence about him. Like, what? She doesn't want me? Like, you, that, think, that wound, you think the pregnancy had a for Jack? You know what? She acted kind of like she did. Yeah, because she was like, you you, you, you heartbreaker, you hurt Jack or whatever. And I right. was like... <laughs> right. Get, I had that look too. <laughs> you're getting a little bit too defensive if you don't have feelings for him. Yeah, that, the, the pregnant lady was uh, hilarious. Yeah, she got. I think she got things for Jack and because she's pregnant with a dead baby. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I have a question. I don't know. Maybe I missed it or something, but... Baby daddy, not in picture, obviously, right? No. Okay. No, he's not around. I didn't. I didn't know if he was like part of the group at the at the places they went to, and I missed that. Or it's Jack. It's and Jack. Yeah. No. And see, and Jack is cute, and so I, I guess being the cute guy in a group of crazies, you you, you kind of want to stick with that. Um. It was Connor's baby. I think he would have made her a steak too if that was his baby. Yeah, I know. I think he would have too with some cheesecake or something. You know, so uh, I think, yeah, I I don't think it was his baby. I'm pretty sure. It was late. It was was a a Saturday night. It was late. They had a bit too much to drink, so they're not sure. She's not sure if it's Connor, Reed, or Jax. She can't figure out. Yeah. I really don't think it was either either guys. I just think no. Yeah, no. because I, I no, think Connor a... would have shown her a different dynamic mm-hmm. when they were in the same room together. There would have been a different dynamic. Is he was almost like she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And and you know she yeah. had to put in extra work because it's like if we're gonna keep a pregnant lady around, she really is gonna have to bring something to the. the to the group but then she does though bring that ruse of she's pregnant and the blood trick i mean because most people are going to do what they did you know which is right uh, oh man she's pregnant you know it's the perfect gag but then again though you could put a pillow in a woman's stomach and get away with that as well so uh you know 
So, you know, it's pretty good. Welcome back, Tori. So, freaking internet. What's up, Alex, in the chat room? I want to, once again, uh, thank everybody for uh, coming down. And we will be back uh, next week and uh, to talk about episode six. And uh, um, so, do everybody call you Coco? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so, this is the point where we tell everybody. how they can get them in social media. So, uh, Coco, how do people get you in social media? Me? Coco. We'll start with Coco. Oh, okay. Um, this is my Twitter handle as well. Um, follow me. Uh, do you have like a, a, um, a scheduled show every week so every, I can follow that? Uh-huh. Every week mm-hmm. at uh, 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. Uh, 30 minutes after okay. the show ends. Yes. So, 9.30 my time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's uh, one true love. Yes. Yes, one underscore true underscore love. Uh, yes. Twitter. So uh, Tori Rush, how can people get you in social media and such? You can follow me on Twitter at Rush Tori, and that is T O R Y R U S H. You can also follow me on. Uh, you can friend me. You can follow me. You can join my group on Facebook. Uh, look me up. I'll, I'll usually accept friend requests. And my group is called The Infectious Walking Dead. And we do live episode chats every Sunday. We'll chat with you during the episode. And all the members get a part of that. And that's really fun. And we do lots of giveaways and fun things. And we have original memes and all sorts of fun stuff in our group. We'll entertain you during the break, too. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry about that. Go ahead and just join the group. It's 18 plus, so it is an adult group. But we're, we're crazy and fun. We all love each other. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on Instagram at underscore the infectious walking dead. It is an adult group. Uh, yeah, we don't like no kids. Sorry, yeah, we're right. just not kids. Right. They won't let me in. They definitely won't let me in. No, we kicked Olaf out because mm-hmm. he... Uh, <laughs> He didn't follow the rules. <laughs> oh, also, on Wednesday, uh, I just want to, or Tuesday, I want to let you all know that uh, the premiere of my podcast, The Infectious Geek, is happening, and I'm interviewing David Latt, yay, right. the producer of Z Nation and all the Sharknado movies. It's going to be awesome. He's a really fun guy, and he's super, he's been in the industry for 20 years. He's done a lot oh, of B-rated horror movies. Yeah, so. Z Nation with out. Murphy, right? Huh? You nations with Murphy, right? Murphy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murphy, yeah. Sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was kind of mostly his idea to do uh, the Sharknado movies, but he didn't write it, write it or direct it. He just produced it. But Z Nation is, you know, an awesome show for not being Walking Dead. So I'm really excited about that. Please join us. It'll be at. 2.30 in the afternoon, oh, wow. uh, uh, Eastern, so 10.30 Pacific, so it's a little, or 1.30, I'm sorry, 1.30 in the afternoon, and uh, it's 10.30 Pacific, so it's a little early, but we'll we'll have it on the site so you can listen to it whenever you have the time to. All right. But please, please, please join Olaf and I, because he's my co-host. All right. That's what Yay! Yay! All right, so... Cool. Um, we follow Olaf. And, uh, uh, Olaf? Uh, well, you can stalk Olaf. me on both uh, Facebook and Twitter 
at Olaf Barbosa, but just don't stalk too close because I do get nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> but you will love me. You'll love me, Olaf. You'll love me, Olaf. Right. I got a lot of stalkers. All right. Yeah. You can, that's you can follow me at Kente. Kente, where can we find you at? You can follow me at Kente F. And, uh, of course, uh, you can follow the show. Let me give you the uh, information. You can follow the show. Uh, uh-oh. I lost my screen for a second. Uh, at at uh, Talking Fear TWD. And you can like us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Talking Fear the Walking Dead and groups uh, Facebook uh, forward slash groups forward slash Talking Fear the Walking Dead. All right. That's Yay! A, that's a mouthful. Yay! You guys are okay. All right. We'll see you next time right so, here on IndieRadio.org. Peace. Bye, guys.